Hello, welcome to the Living the Abundant Life broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Meredith. I'm so happy that you decided to join us today, and I pray that I will say something that will help you live the abundant life. Well, let's go ahead and start with our Bible lesson for today. We're coming from Luke chapter 3, verse 2. The B part of verse two. Again, that's Luke chapter three, starting with the B part of verse two. And it reads, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He came into the region surrounding the Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Today we're talking about preparing the way or preparing for Jesus return, preparing for Jesus return. Now we understand in the text, this was prophesied by Isaiah concerning John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. But isn't it interesting in what he's talking about? Uh, the voice of one crying. He was right on. He was dead on referring to John the Baptist. But you know what? We can draw we can draw some things here. It's our job as the church to prepare the way for Christ's return. And let me share this with you. If you don't know, Jesus is soon to return. Now I know you've been thinking, oh, they've been saying that since I was a little boy, a little girl. I've they've been saying that forever. They've been saying that since my grandma was a little girl. Well, you know what? It's going to happen. The question is, are you ready? That's the question. Once again, we're talking about preparing for Jesus' return. I think it's quite interesting. We're in the middle of this pandemic, and this is something that even grandparents, no one has ever seen this or witnessed anything like this before. Because this pandemic has affected all of us. It is, is, is in some shape, form, or fashion. If nothing else, you're required to wear a mask now when you go out in public. But if we look at it, you have this pandemic, which is affecting the health. But for some people, it's affecting their wealth. Think about it. What do you do if you have a, a young child under the age of five and um, you're, you're here in the city? You don't know anyone. You may have to quit your job to take care of your kids because because of a lack of child care uh, provision, if you will. So this pandemic has affected people's, both people's health and wealth. Also during this time, we see this great racial divide here. The word of God says that in the last days, nation will rise against nation. And then I'll say this, we also begin to see some other things that's happening right now. Even in the school system, think about it. How the school is delivering education is virtually in a lot virtual in a lot of places. Well, look who is the master of virtual learning. 
the teachers are required to learn some type of platform, some type of virtual platform or LMS or learning uh, uh, management system, some type of system. Well, guess who's the expert at, the, at that? It would be your millennials, those who've been just fresh out of college or who's been teaching four, five, six, maybe up to 10 years, but they are now the experts. This is a point where, you know, a point in time, I should say, where you could have been teaching 30 years, but unless you understand technology, you're really in trouble. So everything is flipped. Everything is turned. But this is also opportunity for the people of God to advance. Now, let's look. Let's get back to the text. It says the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight make the word of the Lord. You know what? Right now you can hear the word of God on, on so many different voices from media to television right now. And, you know, and people are thinking now. People are thinking about this. We should be witnesses, not only in word, but also in deed. So it's a it's 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 imperative that we also live right. You know, some people are going to come to Christ because of your lifestyle. Let me share this with you. If you're living right. And, and let me say this. You don't have to be one of these weird Christian that just push up by every time you someone say, you know, no, you can be a normal person, you know, and people will respect you more. You know, God didn't call us to be weird. God called us to be Christians. And don't get me wrong, we have our own personalities. And it's okay because being a Christian don't mean you're like a robot. Okay. We all, some people like to laugh. Some people like to joke, you know, and, and, and it's within Christ. You know, some people are just serious and that's okay. We all have our personalities and God wants us to be, have our, use our personality. But you know, it's the point is this, our personalities, we're going to be a witness to people. When people notice, now let me say this, Christ should shine through our personality. I'm reminded when I was in college, I'll never forget uh, this one person came to me and said, you know what, man, you and your friends, man, you, you all are Christian. Everyone knows that you're Christians, but you all have so much fun. I mean, you all are just, you all make Christian, being a Christian attractive. Because we weren't, you know, we was crazy in college. We, we were, did a lot of crazy things, but you know what? People always could see Christ in us. So therefore, it was, there were parameters on what we did. But we like to have fun. Well, the same thing is now. You don't have to be one of these weird Christians. You can be normal. If you like fishing, you can talk about fishing. If you like sports, you can talk about sports. All right? So the point is, people are going to be attracted to you through the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And it can be a great witness. Okay? The Word of God says, Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. All right. Let's go back. Every valley shall be filled. When I see that scripture, I think about this. Blessed are the poor or this one. He came to preach. Jesus said he came to preach the gospel to the poor. The news is this. If you're poor, you don't have to be poor anymore. The kingdom has come your way. You can be poor, you can be depressed, you can be downtrodden, whatever's going on. You, The Spirit of God will raise you up. And li- In fact, Scripture says he's a lifter of a bow down here. No matter what you're going through, guess what? The kingdom is here for you. The kingdom is here for you. And you know what? You can be, you know, don't get me wrong. When, when people pass, things happen, you know, yes, it, it, you're human. It's going to affect. But you know what? You can be a light 
to shine to people. An example, how does the Christian go through things? It should be different than the world. Don't worry, I'm not saying you won't grieve. That's part of it. But what I'm saying at the end of the day, your rock has to be on Christ. Jesus Christ has to be your rock. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. You know what? If you're dealing with some pride issues, because sometimes you may have some arrogance, and sometimes it may not appear as being arrogant, but sometimes, you know, we can make some prideful statements. Just some, sometimes we can just, just have too many opinions. And let me just say this. Be careful of the opinions that you give. And this is what I mean. Always be careful when you're talking ill of someone, especially if someone is in authority, whether it's children and their parents or whether it's even the boss on your job. Just be real careful of that. Just be real careful. And let me be honest with you, it is a form of pride. It is a form of pride. Have you noticed people just talk about any, anyone in authority just all willy-nilly? But it's amazing if their kids do that to them, they get very, very upset. What type of example are we living in front of our kids? Remember, Jesus come from a ch- for a church without a spot or wrinkle. We're talking about preparing the way for Jesus Christ, the return of Christ. We have to make sure that we are doing our part in this, okay? The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough way shall be made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now notice this says all flesh, not Christians only, not sinners only, not rich, not the black, not the white. It says all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, we as Christians have a say so in that. Will God be able to use us to be lights in front of all flesh? Or will we look like the world in word and deed? The word of God says, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Salvation. Remember, salvation comes from the Greek word sozo. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That means your finances, your peace of mind, your healing, of course, your, 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 your salvation. But all these different things are included in the word salvation. It's all encompassing people. God wants to raise you up where people will see the goodness of God. So if you are operating in these things, guess what? People can see it and they will run to you. Man, what's different about you? Now, let me say this. Christians, don't get upset if you're not there in every area. Don't worry about it. You're on your way. You're on your way. Walk in the things of God. God has great plans for you. Great plans where you will be that shining light and you will receive the things that God has for you. Remember, one reason why God want to bless you with these things so you can be a light to other people. See, once again, if you're doing well, your marriage is prospering, your children are doing well, you're financially, you have all the financial wherewithal and listen, you become attractive to the world and people are always watching. You know, I'm thinking about uh, today uh, we're, we're here in Little Rock. We're in a new high school and and I was at work today. And 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 once again, school hadn't even started, but it was interesting. I was walking down the hall and and his brother stopped me and he said, man, and these two brothers said, man, you know, man, we heard you was a pastor. And I said, yes, I am. And they, you know, and we they, the thing about it is people know about you. 
whether you tell them or not, they know, they will find out, they hear about you. The point is this, let your light shine. Just like they know, there were fellow Christians, but other people know as well. They heard about you. You never know who knows you. So the point is, let your light shine. The word of God says, all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, let's turn the corner for a moment. Let's look, let's, let's read further at what, what's happening here. Because John, as I read these next passage of scriptures, Let's listen intently because this is John talking to the people. But if you notice, he sounds a lot like Jesus. Now, I'm saying this because Jesus at this point has not started his earthly ministry. But listen to the words. They sound like a lot of the things that Jesus would say later on. Then he, he being John the Baptist, said to the crowd that came out to be baptized by him, you children of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come therefore bear fruit worthy of repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves we have Abraham as our father for I say to you that God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham even now the axe is put to the root of the trees every tree therefore which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire the people asked him, what then must we do? John answered, he who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. The tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what must we do? Then he said, collect no more than what is appointed to you. Then the soldiers likewise demanded of him, and what must we do? He said to them, do no violence to anyone, nor accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. When we listen to that passage of scripture, Jesus said some of the same things. Remember he called the, 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 the religious leaders, you vipers? He called them vipers. He said to another group that, they were trying to tell Jesus, stop people from praising you. And he said that if they don't praise him, the rocks are going to cry out. And there are so many different uh, parables talking about the, the, about the tree, uh, him wanting to cut the tree down. But the parable of the father one that basically wanted to cut the tree down. He said, well, wait, let me dig around. There, there's countless, there, there's different things that he has regarding that, that, that uh, parables about the tree. But this is an interesting thing. The people began to run to John the Baptist and say, what must we do? What must we do to be baptized? Or, or what should we do? I'm reminded of the rich young ruler who ran to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus gave him a list of things. Sell your stuff, give the poor, you know, all these different things. And, uh, Look at some of the things, same things that's being said here. Now, why is that important? The Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God that was on John or operating upon John was the same one that was operating in Jesus, and they began to sound alive. Remember, we're talking about preparing the way for Jesus' return, all right? Now, let's look at this next scripture. 
as the people went in expectation and everyone reflected in their hearts upon John, whether he might be Christ or not. Now, let's think of it about this for a moment. The people saw such an anointing on John the Baptist that they began to think about this and ponder in their heart. Is John the Baptist the Christ or not? Now, in the next uh, verse, he tells them, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the Christ. He's to come. I'm not even worthy, but he is coming. I baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Is that could that be said about you? Now, we know we're not Christ, but the word of God says, as he is, so are we in this world. Wait a minute. As he is, he being Jesus as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So we should look just like Christ. Now, remember, during this time of this text, during this time, Jesus Christ has not come on the scene yet. But we see that anointing that was so strong on John that people began to wonder, was he the Christ? And he quickly said, no, I'm not the Christ, but he's coming. I'm preparing the way I'm paraphrasing. He's on his way. I'm not worthy to even tie his shoes, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing. So should people say that about you and me. That the anointing is on us. So strong, the Holy Spirit is operating upon us for works of service to the people so strongly that people say, man, this guy has the spirit of God on him and fear and great fear and respect should come upon people. It's not about all the sermons you can preach. It's the life that you live. We're talking about preparing the way or preparing for Christ or Jesus return. Just like John the Baptist was sent to prepare the way of the Lord. We are sent to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. He is coming soon. Now, I know you think I already know that already. No, 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 no. He is coming soon. If you knew if you if you now we know once again, the word God says no man know the day, the hour. If you knew the exact day that Jesus Christ was coming, you would live like if you knew that Jesus Christ was coming in a month, you would live between now and the next month. You would live like an angel. Guess what? We should live like that every day. We don't know when he's coming, but we know he's coming soon. So that's live the abundant life. Now, I said a lot tonight. We should live and in and, and the full power of the Holy Spirit in our lifestyles, the promises given to us in the scripture. We should look like Christ in all that we do and live the abundant life. Jesus is soon to return. Give God a hand clap of praise.